So I'm Paul. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's Hi. address that. First and <clears throat> foremost, welcome back. Today we have just a fantastic episode lined up. We have our first guest, a man who uh, I had to take a 15-minute course on how I can approach who he is. This is a friend of Dan and I's. He is a first lieutenant. Correct. In the United States Air Force, which is the only reason we have him on today. Paul, how you doing? Not too bad. How are okay. you? I'm great. You're sounding Welcome, you're Paul. sounding awesome, Paul. That's a very, very nice gaming headset. Oh, thank you. It was forty dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Turtle Beach. It was. Turtle it Beach. Fantastic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. So, Dan. Yep. What's what are we talking about today? Uh. Just generally, broadly. Oh. You know, just. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we're talking about. Spy networks, radio stations, yes. secret codes, and murder. Oh. Well, I don't have a direct... Um, I mean, do you guys know of any <laughs> literal links to murder? Or I mean, was there, wasn't there like a coincidental connection with the an attempted coup of the Soviet Union? I was going to say the coup, but... Okay, well, I'm very glad that you guys know about that because I have no idea what that is. That's so. all I know. Hmm. That's all you know. Okay. Well, I'm together we have a full idea. Died, yeah. <laughs> um, we can fill forty minutes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We got um, we got number stations today, and uh, before we get into that, I gotta start out by saying a few things. One, we got uh, we got different audio equipment on my end, which fingers crossed works, and. Um, Hopefully it sounds a little better. It's sure as hell nicer to use. It feels cool using this thing. Okay, so generally, number stations are shortwave radio stations that are used presumably, I think we're pretty pretty much 100% sure that they are used by intelligence networks in various countries in the developed and developing world. But, of course, since they are, there's very little info to actually work on, so a lot of what we're going to say is purely speculative, but there is some actual concrete evidence we have about some things and how they all worked. What do you think that... I couldn't find anything, but what do you think that World War One? Do you think that was just like Morse code over, uh, over radio? What do you think that was? Probably. Hmm. Um, okay. I did a little research myself beforehand, and it just basically stems to the entire theory of cryptography mm-hmm. of you've got a code right and no one has any idea what it means except the people that matter bingo so you know they'd say really? world war one probably because that was when they started using radios yeah but you know prior to that this could have been going on for who knows yeah uh i'm really glad you phrased that the way you did because the reason that these are used so much uh, even today and I would say they, they've been around since World War One, but most of the use was starting in the Cold War and up to today I actually saw that the um, there was a station in that they figured or they thought incorrectly was of Cuban origin or it was Cuban but they mm-hmm. didn't know everything about it and they arrested people for 
spying in the 21st century in Cuba, from Cuba. I didn't even know tensions were still high enough with Cuba that they were sending spies over to the U.S., but yeah, um, Wait, I guess it like, was 2001. They were, like, caught in the act in the 21st century. Yeah, it was, like, 2001. This is not, like, this is because of something you did in 1985. No, I don't believe so. Weird. I mean, the, that Russian one is still going. You can listen to it. I listened to it the other day. I'm sorry, what? Oh, really? Yeah, it's still going. You can just, and it's a known frequency, so you can just go onto an online shortwave radio Jesus. and uh, plug in the frequency, and it's still going. Hmm. I'm not going to do that, but thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I would, I I would get... encourage you, though, to look at one of those web shortwave radios because it's really, it shows, like, uh, the full spectrum across the screen, and you can zoom in on any of it, but anywhere there's actual signal, you can, like, see. So you can just look at oh. a big, wide spectrum of all of the frequencies and see which ones are being used, and you can just click, like, you know, click into them and listen. So that's kind of cool, but... This is why we should be doing a video cast, too, because your visual was really helpful there. Yeah, and funny thing is, probably would have been bad radio if we weren't using video. Because I talk with my hands all the time. <laughs> it's a good thing I you have one less of them now. Yeah, it would have been sweet. <laughs> um, so, jeez, uh, I digress. The reason they're so still used is because, uh, partially, the simplicity and um, they're basically uncrackable because most of them use a one-time pad system. So, like. An operative would get a pad for one use, and they would know to listen at a certain time, and then a broadcast would be made that had the information, but it was encoded to fit that the pad for that one-time use only. So unless you have the pad, the message is going to be pure gibberish, even if you get some sort of an idea of what they're talking about. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I think we need to back up personally okay. for my sake um so i uh, walk me through i'm having trouble visualizing this you got government agency in one location okay right S spy person operative in another mm -hmm. location sure no direct con communication line of communication set up so like what do they do do they like put the pad in a toilet somewhere and then like well i don't understand yeah, I mean, I mean, it could be like a book, like yeah, when they're hidden something dispatched or what or whatever you want to say from their country, probably given a book, oh. and you know, there's so many numbers. It could be like okay, page seventy-one, line mm -hmm. this, you mm -hmm. know, oh. word this, letter this, and then you just piece them all together because um, there's just so many numbers. That like if you, even if you had the book, you may not even know what the right you know thing to look for because like, you might leave your country and be like, "Yep, plus one to every number," and that's yeah. actually what the message. <laughs> oh is. god! And no one would ever know. You know, no one's gonna be able to guess that or run yeah. all of that. So and that's such a small tweak. Yep, and it could change the entire message. Yeah. And uh, another reason they're so secure is just, like, you can broadcast radio from anywhere. And since it's 
they're usually high enough frequencies that even at low power, you can hear them pretty much anywhere in the world on good conditions. And the only real way to stop that, if you wanted to, like, if we wanted to stop a Russian station, the only way we could do that is by getting pretty close to it and jamming it, like, by broadcasting on the same frequency with more power. But then what do they, they would just move to a different frequency. And it'd just be, you know, be like playing a game of chess where all you have is one pawn each. It's like, it's just going to be traded <laughs> back and forth. Yep. Yeah. Um, so there's just like no legitimate way to counter this. You just have to kind of deal with it. Pretty much. And actually, like an EMP. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> the, here's actually a quote I saw that is kind of ominous, uh, but it's true. So. This is from a 1998 article in the Daily Telegraph, and this is a quote from a spokesperson for the Department of Trade and Industry, which is the British uh, government department that at the time regulated radio broadcasting. And his quote is, These numbers stations are what you suppose they are. People shouldn't be mystified by them. They are not for, shall we say, public consumption. So he's just saying, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it is it's a necessity that you communicate with intelligence operatives in the field. Yeah. They're so confident with it that they just came out with it. Like, yes, that's exactly what this <laughs> well, is, but good luck. The the messages are so encrypted that they don't even need to, to hide the fact that they're doing it. Like yep. what, what does knowing that they're doing it help you with nothing? You're just like, Oh, what is that? You know, <laughs> why did we ever stop this? Well, I, th I think that's like what we talked about before, you know, like during the 1900s, it's not uncommon to own a radio. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, it's it wouldn't be weird to have, you know, just anyone own a radio in their room or something like that, where nowadays I'm not going to walk around with a radio. That's not yeah. in my briefcase. If someone you know, saw that, be a little fishy. They that's might true. have now something like, you know, it could even be as simple as like, a super encrypted messaging app that's like disguised yeah. as some other, some totally uh, harmless app, and it just like mm. if you get the password wrong, it just deletes itself or something. You know? Oh so, God! Well, there's um, just vicious. so many like avenues of approach because um, I know like um, terrorist cells they'll use video games. They'll Seriously? use the most. Yes, they'll use the most like like basic video game and then they'll join a, a group or whatever and they'll communicate amongst that and oh you just gotta God. think like take clash of clans for example how many <laughs> different little groups there are to comb every single group for wording or yeah and if you, know, you if, also coding within that too if you stumbled God. on that like if i stumbled on that and i just saw like a clan of like six people and all of the writing is in russian i'd look at it just be like oh it's yeah. There's some Russian dudes that are playing Clash of Clans and move <laughs> yes, on. Yes, you wouldn't think anything of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, Crazy. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so. and honestly, there's I'm looking up right now because there is a station, E05 Cynthia is uh, oh inactive since 2003, but that's one that the CIA was operating, and so that was broadcasting as late as 2003. So oh my God. I did see one that North Korea actually had one in 2017. Oh. And like they kind of chalk it up as they only did it just to kind of cause a stir, as more <laughs> of a psychological warfare. That there was actually nothing. That's fantastic. You know, no one's no one's receiving the message. 
but they want us to think that we that someone is so oh my god isn't that i mean that's kind of their whole that's their whole game because like we don't know if they actually have like are even close to nuclear weapons but it, it just by even saying stuff like that people are freaked out about it i mean yeah obviously and you should be but like that, wouldn't even be surprised if we found out they were like leaking satellite images of fake nuclear weapons or something <laughs> yeah yeah doctored like, they're just uh, balloons yeah <laughs> are they the ones with the giant speakers shouting propaganda Hell to yeah, south korea that's oh, yeah. um style I just watched <sighs> i'm gonna say this but i'll, I'll cut it um <laughs> i just watched a really good movie actually korean movie called burning um it's, it's like a mystery it's very fun um yeah and i didn't know until i watched that movie that they did that just like it was a dude who lived very very close to the border on like a oh, farm no. and they just all day and all night are playing propaganda into south korea and you can just hear it and that's fucking awful terrible that would dude. suck and you, like, just, you can't move right no, it's your farm. If you're, if you're yeah, where are you gonna go? It's if you didn't move when the 36 parallel was instituted, you're not moving now. Also, yeah. Kane, when you edit it, you should keep in the point where you say, "I'll, I'm gonna say this now, but I'll edit it out, and then just skip <laughs> ahead to where we pick up." Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe to me saying that. <laughs> um, I'll probably just end up leaving it all in. Yep, every single thing. I figured. I'm I'm a pussy. I don't follow up on my word. Um, the oh, and sorry. Before we get back to it, have you seen the um, morning Parasite. broadcast in North Korea? The like music. No, probably once. Uh, morning or warning? No, morning. It's like a early wake morning. Up, like yeah, it's uh, at like six a.m. or something. Welcome to North Korea again. Like, um, isn't it like peppy? Yeah, it's it's like. Well, kind of, because it's kind of sad music, but it's like it's a very like kind of upbeat pitch, I guess. Like it's not, uh, but it's a "Where Are You, Dear Leader?" I think is the song. It plays every morning. It sounds very scary. You should look it up. Yeah. Okay. Enough about stupid North Korea. The dumbest stupid Korea. Kim. The dumbest Korea. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you think that guy's gonna kick the bucket? Any day now. Yeah. He's in the hospital. Oh, isn't almost he? hopefully he is hospital. not. That's yeah. it. Oh my just God. go crazy. I the was, devil you know. I was thinking about that. The uh, how devastating it would be if, um, like, we're already not in hot hot times economically right now. Mm-hmm. If that regime like toppled when he died, and we just suddenly had like however many million people that uh, suddenly need like food and care, that would yeah. destroy somebody's economy. I mean, like whoever had to definitely do, like, South, South Korea, Korea, probably, yeah, yeah, China, yeah, a the decent whole, amount, everybody, really, because yeah. yeah. as we know now, once one domino falls, everyone's yeah. going after it. So he doesn't have a son. No, he'd go to his nope. sister if uh, he died. Oh, oh, well, that's, yeah. Maybe, yeah. yeah, but what if she's just like, this sucks? <laughs> I don't, I don't I live in do London this. now. <laughs> well, didn't he already murder like a brother or something like that? He killed Uncle. his wife or a girlfriend or oh. something, didn't he? Oh, that was something else though. She, or she like vanished. So probably multiple people. Yeah, that's, he had that girl yeah. like poisoned in the airport. Oh yeah. 
the standard format of a numbers station <laughs> broadcast is as follows. Um, they usually broadcast on the hour or half hour, and you probably it's probably the same time, and you'd know when to listen. <laughs> it starts out with an identifier code, such as names, numbers, music, etc. Following that is the some like some sort of instruction to help decode. Sometimes it's it it'll be a number that is the number of like word sets in the broadcast. Or uh, so just like some the sort of number would indicate which like decoder to use. Yes, yeah, something oh, like that. Oh man, just like some so sort of layers. secondary information that would help you decode, and then the message itself, and that can come in a lot of ways. Um, I'll, I have some audio recordings, and uh, we'll throw some of those in the episode in post. But message can be like uh, morse code sometimes or uh just names numbers stuff like that that means nothing unless you know and then there's the end signifier and that can be either a like a set of numbers that's always the same for instance in a lot of russian broadcasts they'll just say like zero like six times in a row and that's the end or um i'll play the music again something like that what do you think is the from the ones you've listened to What's the creepiest thing about them? What makes them sound so creepy? They're just lifeless, honestly. Like, <laughs> most of them are, like, robotic... Not not robotic voices, but they're, like... They're not real people they, saying oh, they, these I numbers, mean, but not, they sound like it. It's, um... Just so, like, you know, voices couldn't be traced or anything, they did yeah. usually use, like, voice synthesis machines, even back mm-hmm. into the, like, Cold War basically the equivalent of like microsoft sam or any sort of text-to-speech but uh lifeless is pretty accurate though that's yeah that's a big part of the creep factor and so like the ones that use music they manage to pick the creepiest songs because it's like just like tinny sounding recordings of like cheerful stuff or like dan like you said before the episode that one sounds like ice cream truck yeah yes yeah Um, the fourth one i think yeah and the 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 repetition of it all adds to the uneasiness and just the fact that you know that you're listening to something that is not meant for you and right. uh, is meant for a spy a real world spy that's exactly what we were talking about before the episode was like it's it's doubly creepy because if you can just imagine some of the actions that were taken as a result of somebody hearing sure. this code yeah absolutely how about um, what would be the craziest thing that could have happened after a number of Oh, I did see that that's the, the Russian latte. one. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> um, I got that one the other day, actually. <laughs> the um, Leave it on the back side of the toilet in the third stall to the left on the bathroom at the corner of 31st and peach avenue did you listen to the same one because i got the exact same <laughs> one no wow, i sent man, it to you i got the latte oh oh damn. wow <laughs> <The new> dog <laughs> a, a bastard move you only um, three dollars i did see that this the russian one we've got um it's pretty rare that there are voice messages but apparently it's popping off quite a bit during the annexation of crimea so that makes sense what? a little bit but and um, 
I think most of the voice broadcasts, honestly, have been since the year 2010. But maybe that's just, like, interest in it. People are listening to it now. But, Is that the uh, first one that we have, that Russian one? Um, no, I, I I have, like, actual things to say about that, so I kind of want to end with that one. Oh, okay. But okay. Um, I think the first one I'm going to put in, so, gentlemen, rev up your voice chat, find those audio files. Let's start with Nancy Adam Susan, just because that's the most straightforward one I've got. Go. None of this is okay. <laughs> yeah, like I said, lifeless. Like. Yeah, I did see, what is that? Oh, that one they believe is possibly from Egypt. They were able to identify that there was an Arabic affectation to the voice, and I think Egypt is probably just the most likely. Nobody just think, hired an Arabic. I was going to say, I feel like that doesn't conclude anything. But it's like you you have so little to go off of. Yeah, yeah. That like that's that's basically the only guess you can make about that is that. Yeah. Um, is there a date on that one? Like, you know what? I'll see if I can find one. Because there's actually, um, and actually, while I'm doing that, I'm going to see for you and for anybody listening who wants to check some of this out. There's a project that's been going on since maybe the 90s called the Conet Project, which is like, I don't know if that's how you say it, but it's like the word Comet, but with an N instead of an M. And they have um, like four discs worth of these recordings, and it used to be on Spotify. Whoa. But used to. It appears no longer to be on Spotify. But uh, you can search that name and look at the whole list, listen to them all on the website, but that's a little less convenient, so that's unfortunate. You can't just listen to it walking down the street. Yeah, (laughs) I did actually, this is very weird, and this is like something that creeped me out a lot when I lived with Jared. Um, One of these stations, I think (laughs) it's the... Cameo. The Lincolnshire Poacher, maybe. Mm-hmm. That one, whenever we played it, um, Jared's cat would, like, come running into the room and, like, sniff around my speakers. Um, like, it the obviously reacted spy. in some way to the, to the uh, that <laughs> Sleeper song. cell cat. That's what that is. Uh, oh, my God. Be careful. <laughs> uh, this, the, that Nancy Adam Susan was last broadcast in 2006. So, uh-huh. um, I'm a liar and wrong, but let's, um... Whoa. Here's the next little sample. Uh, let's go for the Lincolnshire Poacher, since I mentioned it. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> We're already in trouble. Three, Can you imagine being there, like, the song, you know, song comes on, and you're like, oh, okay, great, you grab a little notepad or whatever, and you're writing down the numbers, and you're like, 
wait, did they say three? Yeah. Or five? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> oh, no. You got, you got <laughs> no very way different. To... Oh, that's I'm so fired. <laughs> I need to get a coffee Fuck. or I need to overthrow the British government. Yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one was creepy. It made me think of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I get that. Um, let's just go right ahead and. Well, I do have something on that one, too. Oh, please. Go ahead. Um, I did look that one up. The Lincolnshire Poacher is yeah, actually that one that I had sent you guys the other day. Yes. Yeah. So it's actually a song. It's a little, I guess, ditty anthem yeah. for the Lincolnshire County in England. That's right, because this is a British station. Yes. Believe and it, uh, it has a lot of origins with like just military marching tunes, which... You know that could mean something. I don't know, but yeah, that's an um, implication I don't like. But <laughs> the but the lyrics. There's actually lyrics to the song. Oh, and it's very like. Is it oddly poetic? fitting? What? Yes, actually, it's okay. like poetically like overthrow the governments. You know, do you stay have in the hot... lyrics? Uh, I do. I mean, okay. it's a Let me stop song you. lyrics. So Let me stop you real quick. Mm-hmm. Paul, I think. You have done more prep work for this episode than Dan and I have ever done for any episode. It's my first episode. You, I you've set the bar prepared. very high for future guests, <laughs> by the way. I might start my own. Da- oh, oh, no, don't. Hey. <laughs> Nuh-uh. Oh, I, oh. Since you're in this recording, out. you are technically part of my intellectual property. So <laughs> Everything oh, wow. you do. Yeah, you are. So. <laughs> uh, so go ahead. Lyrics. Hit us with them. <clears throat> okay. Um, the whole thing or like kind of some any any points? passage that you feel is pertinent so um, gosh now get me on spot I'm rereading the entire it's thing right. now Dan, to Dan is I wish uh, anybody else could see this Dan is like it looks like he's waiting for a cancer diagnosis he is so his <laughs> fingers are tented like he's in a business meeting that is stressful <laughs> as hell <laughs> okay I'll, I'm going to start from the beginning and then I'll kind of cap it off at, at a point so so it starts off when I was bound apprentice in famous Lincolnshire I served my master truly for nearly seven odd year till I took up to poaching as you shall quickly hear oh tis my delight on a shining night in the season of the year as me and my companions were setting up a snare the gamekeeper was watching us for him we did not dare did not care for we can wrestle and fight my boys and jump or anywhere oh tis my delight on a shining night in the season of the year as me and my companions were setting four or five and taking on him up again we took a hare alive we plopped her into my bag my boys and through the woods did steer oh tis my delight on a shining night in the season of the year and then there's another one where it's kind of they're walking through town um and what kind of got me as this is an overthrow the government stay in hiding kind of thing is we sold her for a crown my boys but i did not tell you where mm. and then That's it talks awesome. it talks more about you know you know basically the magistrates um you know the gamekeeper like they are in you know they have no idea what's going on but tis my delight on a shining night yeah. in the season of the year. That's Holy like, shit. And I'm it's, thinking, like, there's a reason why they played that tune. Mm-hmm. They don't just play it because it's creepy. Mm-hmm. You know? They play it because there's a message. 
So <laughs> reading that, so I was like, oh man, <laughs> we got um, something here. <laughs> the that is some Manchurian Candidate shit. I don't. Uh, yeah. I don't particularly I would care look, for that. I would look up the lyrics later if you care to. You know, just read it for yourself. It goes on. It's like there's another verse and stuff like that, but it's uh, it's interesting. The final little, um, not really interesting one, is the Swedish Rhapsody, which is a Polish broadcast by the. I don't remember the incredibly Polish name of the organization, but it was for the. Mike Shashevsky. Yeah. The very <laughs> <Yeah>. same. <laughs> the uh, post World War II, pre Soviet collapse Poland. Um, I'm going to play it right now. Dan's in trouble. Uh-oh. Who's up behind you, Dan? Tell me when it's over. It's over. Well, how can we tell? You took your headphones off, dude. What are you doing? He's <laughs> out of here. Yeah, it's done, Dan. You're safe. Oh, my God. My apartment is too dark for stuff like that right now. Yeah. Why do they call it the Swedish Rhapsody? That's the name of that piece of music. Oh, that's just what it is? And then yeah. it came out of Poland, they say? Yes. Um, it has a Wikipedia page. Let me uh, let me grab it. Bring it on over. We'll ask it a few questions. Station. Get over here. Oh, <laughs> I cannot. This uh, this name of the organization. These are characters that I didn't even know existed. Look at this like, name. What? That's the name of the like CIA equivalent. Oh. From Poland, Poland. Whoa. <laughs> this uh, this Home. was. Wow, this actually did not use shortwave. This was an AM radio station operated between the late 1950s and 1998. You're just listening to your local like political talk station, and you accidentally hit the s- skip button and yeah. <laughs> hear the ice cream man murderer. So some of those characters don't even exist anymore, or at all? Uh, no, I just meant the Polish language is weird. <laughs> Oh, like what yes. is that? Okay. What is that L with a slash through it? I thought that was yeah. a T with a crooked. Well, have you, have you seen Russian? I mean, Russian is oh, for, symbols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's yeah, just we like, knew that about Russian moon runes. <laughs> Russian makes Basically. no sense. Yeah. Um, speaking of Russia, thank you, Paul, for the segue. Nice. Um, there is a probably this is probably the most prolific number station. Very famous. In for the circles of people that are interested in this kind of thing, UVB seventy six, also known as the buzzer, and it's called the buzzer because since at least nineteen seventy three, the first time it was heard, up until right this very second, it plays every every two seconds, something like that. It broadcasts a short, monotonous buzz tone, approximately twenty five tones per minute, twenty four hours per day. It has been interrupted a few times for a voice transmission in Russian. Since this one is still around, uh, we can say that it has that buzzing. I don't know if 
like I don't know what was going on on the radio stations for some of the other ones when the message was not being broadcast but this one every day all day is buzzing and there are a few guesses to why that is one the most obvious is that um, it's just keeping the line open so like nobody would ever broadcast on it because if you try to broadcast everybody's just gonna hear buzzes over it over whatever you're broadcasting some more um, doomsday types assume it is a Russian like dead man switch and as long as it is broadcasting the nuclear bombs that Russia has buried will not detonate I'm not so sure about that one, but (laughs) certainly spooky uh, to think about. They're all just connected by a really long fuse. Yeah. I mean, that's basically the um, Dr. Strangelove. They talked about having one of those. Oh, and and, and I should say there are two other Russian stations that follow a very similar format, nicknamed the Pip and the Squeaky Wheel, Um, both occasionally interrupted with voice messages, but I think this one is just more consistent, stronger signal. All of that. Um, before I continue, gentlemen, what do you say we listen to this recording? And this is a um, this is a time in thing. 2010, I think. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go the full minute. Sorry okay. for everyone else that you have to sit through a minute of this, but uh, <laughs> I think this is September 16th, 2010. The date is a little cut off there on the file name, but this is one of the times when it was interrupted, and I've in, I've cut it so that it's uh, there is a little bit of the buzz in the beginning, so you'll see what that sounds like. But um, I'm gonna go ahead and click play. Now, it won't help much, but since I was in Russian, I'll go ahead and say that that was um, just a list of names and numbers. Not like, um, not like as in they're listing people. It's like just first names, probably used for, they might stand in for letters or something. Uh, or, you know, it, but you wouldn't know, again, unless you had the pad. But <laughs> Could be anything. Could be anything. What do you think of that one, boys? Well, that one had like that repetitive, like mechanical sound. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? Like the bu- wait, the buzzing? No, no. Like throughout the whole thing, there was like this click, click, click. Oh, click. here, let me just let me just real quick like restart it and listen. Oh, oh okay. I see what you mean. That could just be um, like uh, what would you call, I guess like some sort of interference, or just like the radio equipment. Yeah, like the. I don't. I don't think that. I, but hey, Dan, fair point. Maybe, maybe the actual voice message is to distract you from the clicking that is the actual message. <laughs> um, this next bit, there's no scientific proof for, 
but uh, I saw a lot of pictures, and gentlemen, I'll share the article or like a photo album I'm talking about with you after the fact. Well, I guess I'll pull it up right now while I'm mentioning this, and I will include the link in the um, episode description because I'm a nice charitable man. But this <laughs> is allegedly a group of urban explorers posted this, I think, to 4chan. Um, they were able to because this station has moved I believe once or twice um, some people triangulated the location of the broadcast and so if this photo album is uh, what it purports to be this is the photos they took of the inside of the broadcasting station and it has been hastily abandoned but they did find logs that include information about broadcasting at 4625 hertz the broadcasting frequency of the station so um sorry if i said that like an idiot i've been multitasking trying to find that <laughs> but here's the link for the voice take a scroll through there and i will read the little snippet i have the okay in 2011 a group of urban explorers claimed to have explored the buildings at Povarovo to find an abandoned military base and in it a radio log record confirming the operation of a transmitter at 4625 kilohertz. Uh, you guys are seeing in the pictures, I'm sure that a lot of the stuff looks very obviously like Soviet. Um, <laughs> the, the decor in here is exactly what I'd expect from a Russian military base. A lot of tile. A lot yeah, of tile. definitely like... Pripyat-esque. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's you know, very... A lot of gray... They said it was Electric like panel covers. Yes. Obviously used recently enough that there's personal computers. Um, even though most of this stuff looks like it's from, like, the Cold War. I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is from the Cold War. I'll say, like, you'd be surprised how much just crap the military has sitting around. Oh, dude. <laughs> that's, like... like... Isn't NORAD's computers, like, still... Like, IBM computers that use, like, floppy disks, they still use that for, like, missile bases and stuff? Or like, some, like, missile operations are still, like, 80s-era computers? Because it's so, like, simple and just, like, baked in, I guess, to the whole process? Well, I mean, it's the same kind of concept, you know, as this. Keep it so simple, because, like, if you try to make it all, you know, digitally enabled, anyone could hack into it. Yeah, but if it's true. just you know, listening to the radio, looking at your book, you know, yeah, the more you add no one, to a computer, the more doors there are going to be to get into it. So, exactly. So, I mean, there's some reasons why like some stuff is really old. Like maybe that's why this is, but just yeah, I saw through. one picture has like a serial number plate, and I think the I think the year says 1959. Whoosh. And, I mean, there's a couple pictures in here, like, I don't know what to exactly call these things, but are these, like, switchers or whatever? Some sort of electrical component? Is that what you're yeah. talking about? Some sort of, like, circuit breaker box looking thing? or? Yeah, I'm trying to paste it into the chat. Well, Files yeah. are too powerful. Never mind. <laughs> Fuck yeah, you, Discord. The government doesn't yeah. want you sharing this stuff, Dave. <laughs> you can't be sending those. Yeah. This is crazy. I would say not uncommon to find something like this, though. Like, even in the in the U.S., we've had many military bases or outposts or 
you know, even oh, missile silos dude, that great. are decommissioned. That's you can go right in them. I mean, they're on people's land, so you are definitely trespassing in a sense. But right, uh, you know, sounds like a exactly podcast what, field trip. <laughs> well, there's yes, that maybe um, a future one, but I watched like a Vice documentary about today. Uh, a dude who bought a missile silo, a decommissioned missile silo, and turned it into mm-hmm. his house, and he made uh, like this might be a, cr- a crazy number, but it is a crazy number. He was making like at the time out of this missile silo, like. 85% of the world's LSD. He was, he was synthesizing it in this missile silo and he was bringing the prostitutes wow. down there and eventually got busted, but like seriously nice looking place. He decked it out. And living in a missile silo, well, I'm sure claustrophobic, is like a dream of mine. That's one of the coolest things I could possibly imagine. An entire subterranean house. But what I thought you were going with that, Paul, and another unrelated story, but interesting, <laughs> what I thought you were saying was like, you'll find a lot of things like this, like kind of uh, government doing stuff in secret that you'd find like just in totally non uh like places you wouldn't expect yeah and there was two years ago maybe i'm, I'm gonna see if i can find yeah the Christchurch earthquake in new zealand this earthquake let me look up exactly what happened but this earthquake caused like a building to part of it to come off and they could see in, and this New Zealand earthquake revealed a Israeli Mossad spy ring going on. <laughs> Whoa. Oh, this earthquake building damage fell on a van, and inside the van they found Benjamin Mizrahi, 23, the Israeli man who died in the damaged van, was found to have five passports on his person. Let's see. Three surviving Israelis who were in the van with Mr. Mizrahi fled New Zealand within 12 hours, making their way back to Israel. They reportedly paused only to take photographs of the crushed van and return the dead man's Israeli passport to officials from the embassy. That's like the worst luck you can ever have as a spy, but <laughs> I'm not, I don't want to be in the business of defending spies. So yes. I, I don't want to you pretend I feel for bad that. for the guy. Yeah. You can't plan for that. You're Your codes right. won't save you now. <laughs> yeah. His last code, he just finished writing it down in the pad. Van, one parking yeah. spot over. Oh, that's kind of weird. I'll ignore that one. Yeah. Dead. So what do you what do you think? I, I guess like, what's the moral uh, of the story? Well, I was I was gonna wrap up with, um, what do you think is an honest guess? Because obviously you can you can imagine, and it's fun to think of like what these messages could possibly be saying. But what kind of directions do you think are realistically being broadcasted like this do you think it's Mm. stuff about like telling somebody where to move or like maybe the name of a person to meet up with or something what do you think yeah i mean that was my first thought like the lincolnshire one had those um kind of sets of five numbers yeah the three nine seven one five is that what you're talking about yes exactly and that kind of like pinged in my head because like the military, when we talk about maps and like moving stuff or, or whatnot, taking like missions, it's we do it in ten digit coordinates. We don't do it in latitude, longitude, like minutes, degrees. We just do it in numbers. Um, so I read that as like, well, they're clearly transferring numbers that relate to coordinates. Um, the only like the problem with that is you need to have the map. If you don't have the right. map, those numbers could be literally anywhere Anything. in the world. Yeah. Exactly. Um, 
because usually when you do it you have like two numbers and two letters tied with a map mm-hmm. um or, or more than that and that would dictate what map to use but you know like as huh. simple as that is you know trying to translate that to lat long mm-hmm. would be almost yeah. impossible but that was my first thought well excellent thought great thinking somebody should pay you to do that hmm. like <laughs> wait a someone second does. Someone does. Hmm. And I mean, you seem that, to know a lot about these numbers too. stations. Though. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> nothing to see here. It's a nice watch you got there, Paul. Oh, what's that? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm getting another you got call. your codes engraved into the bottom of that? <laughs> yeah, this one is clearly your house, so. <laughs> I mean, uh, and that, that makes sense. Like, how complex of a message could they possibly send? See, that's the thing is like with some of those, like, especially the one Paul was talking about, there's so seemingly so little information being transmitted that it's like that must that could just be like such a small step in actually getting the information. Like, what if it's, geez, I don't know, like maybe there's a website that you have to use like, you know, Tor or the to like like a deep web website that you know about. It's the same one every time, but then it's like password protected to get in and the message being broadcast is like the password you need to type in. Mm. And then there's like details and shit, but... Or like, how about it's this? It's just a single page. Those numbers are letters based off today's newspaper. Dude, that is... Oh. You should be in cryptography. That is dynamite. <laughs> oh, you know, shit. Dynamite yeah. stuff. Oh, yeah. That's deep. That's oh, huge. Man. Did you think they, of that... Tell me honestly. What? Did you think of that organically or did you read that? Oh, yeah, just now. God. Because, like, you know, they write the newspaper the day before, right? Yeah. You know, they don't write it that morning. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 5.55 a.m., like, we got to get this out, guys. (laughs) Scrambling. This thing's got to be on the stands in five minutes. You know, but, like, you know, what are spies but people of information? Where's all the information, especially in the 1900s? <laughs> the newspaper. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, Crazy. Poetic stuff. I, I do like that. that says spies. Um, what what are spies but people of information is such a funny sentence. It's true, but like, <laughs> what a funny way to describe that. People of information. Yeah, I'm a POI. Yeah, really. <laughs> Damn, dude. That was, intent- that was so good. This podcast is going to be shitty and stupid when Paul's gone. <laughs> Who's next? Oh. Callan's been chomping. Who says I have to be gone, huh? Oh, True. shit. True. <laughs> we'll talk uh, contracts, business deal yeah. later. <laughs> what my payment should be. Contentious. The third mic is a contentious spot. Mm. A lot of I'm people in the race. the second one anymore. Yeah, Dan takes the heat off you. <laughs> I used to, I used to be, uh, I used to be on one week contracts. Kane could fire me at the end of every week. <laughs> yeah, so your tenure. Venmo you your earnings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, speaking podcaster. on that, Dan, if you are if you are making a single penny from this, and I don't know about it all, <laughs> <laughs> I, I have, my, I have a considerable though, right? legal team that will come for you. Okay. <laughs> they will direct all of their energy at you. <laughs> Because I'm not making. In fact, I'm losing money on this thing. So I've, I've remembered to Venmo you, though, right? 
uh, you know what? It's funny. I don't know because I got a new phone. I have not installed Venmo yet. So. Okay. Tell me soon. It's probably sitting in the ether. <laughs> One of my many cloud-based bank accounts. <laughs> I've got my Cows. assets in. Yeah. This All episode of my brought wealth. to you by Wealth Simple. This episode is sponsored by Robinhood. Are you interested <laughs> in investing? Use promo code <laughs> at, at, at checkout on any ten percent off any stock purchase. By the way, for life. Robinhood.com. Don't call me when it goes wrong. Yeah, please. Don't call me ever. <laughs> Didn't we set up an email account? We for did. This? We've had one email from Ruben after like the second episode. Oh my god. And that's it. So. Miss you, Rubes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't thought of Ruben forever. Well, now okay. he's gonna know. It's a great sandwich. We stopped. Uh, we stopped talking about the topic about ten minutes ago. So uh, that's How not true. That's so cut? not true. Um, <laughs> but this I think is probably the longest raw file we've had. Uh, let's see. So far, we are sitting at uh, fifty-five minutes of uncut audio. So I'm probably going to be. If you're hearing what I'm saying right now. <laughs> That means that I decided to take out very little from the episode, give it more of an organic feel. Or you did a wild amount of editing. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is like six minutes long. I <laughs> trimmed everything, but <laughs> I cut out, if I cut out the space between every word, it was just like, it was as if you were listening to it at like 14 times speed. <laughs> so it would be its own code. Yo, Paul, you are getting too powerful, my friend. <laughs> the idea is off. Uh oh. So, um, how are we going to cap this one? I think um, it's too ambiguous. There is no. Well, no. Here's here's the wrap up. Governments are scary, and they do uh, a lot of scary stuff, uh, often under your nose. So, stay wary, and uh, no gods, no masters. Remember that. And we gon' do it West Indian style for you this time. Yo, Smith and Cash on the beat. When the clock go blam, blam, boom. You doggy doggy dig it done, you're done, done. No, there's nowhere to hide, nowhere to run, run. Grand time, motherfuckers, here we come, come. Once again, when the clock go blam, blam, boom. You doggy doggy dig it done, you're done, done. No, there's nowhere to hide, nowhere to run, run. Grand time, motherfuckers, here we come.